Hello friends and welcome to a special anniversary episode of Drink and Discuss. My name is Christine Kim. And I'm Karen Go. So today we're doing something a little different because Karen and I started this podcast March of 2018. Yes. Um, with it the shape of water. Yes. It has been a year. It's crazy. I never thought we would actually get to this point because we, I thought we might just fall fall out. Um, I mean, I think this. the drinks kept us going. Yes, the drinks kept us going. And the great movies that we reviewed. <laughs> yes, great movies. So we're trying to sort of get back to our roots for this episode. Um, okay. As... Nick Fury once famously said, there was an idea called Drink and Discuss. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) The idea was to bring together two millennials trying to get tipsy and talk about movies. I'm sure that's the quote. I think that's that's exactly what what Nick Nick Fury Fury said. said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's like reinventing his image anyway. So like, (laughs) why not? Add that. So, you know, the original idea is we drink, we review a movie, and as we review, as the review goes on, you can tell that we're getting drunker by the second. Yeah. And it gets, you know, sort of revolves out of that, you know, from that. <laughs> but the thing is, logistically, it's a bit hard. Yeah. We, we um, aren't actually drunk. I would say possibly tipsy. Yeah, possibly much. tipsy. But usually, not, like, most likely not drunk, first yeah. of all, because we usually record on Sundays. We have lives. We have jobs. <laughs> yeah. We have to go to the next morning. We can't get Sorry, blasted. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh. Secondly, just because of uh, time constraints, our episodes are around 50 minutes long. And even if we're drinking consistently throughout that episode, you will not hear us drunk by the end of it just because the alcohol has not had time to set in. Right. Unless we're knocking back like 10 shots in the beginning, you know? Mm. Um, 10 shots, I might not be conscious. But yeah, I will black minutes. out. <laughs> I will die. <laughs> All right, let's maybe five. <laughs> um, so yeah, so usually drink and discuss is like we get a little bit tipsy and we review movies. And that's the reviewing movies is really what keeps us going and the mixing of the cocktail. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, for this anniversary episode, we're gonna get, we're gonna drink and discuss. We're indeed. really gonna drink, guys. Yeah. It's mm. also a special episode because we are reviewing six movies in five different segments. Mm. And these are speed reviews. So, everything in this episode that you hear today will be non spoiler since we are reviewing these six different movies. Um, I don't think, I don't expect you to have watched all of them, you know? Yeah. So, and to make things easier, we don't have to skip to a spoiler section, the non-spoiler section, yep. so just play through. Mm-hmm. Just straight through. What's gonna happen is that we're gonna drink while we're not recording, take uh, one drinks equivalent of whether it's wine, beer, shots, whatever, mm. one drinks equivalent, and then we're gonna record for around 10 minutes of that non-spoiler speed review. Okay. Um, and then we're going to stop recording, drink, review, drink, review, drink, mm-hmm. review, and so on. And hopefully... At by, the last movie, we're going to yeah. be drunk. Yeah, hopefully um, we'll be... You can notice that we're drunk at the last one. We'll let you know if that's how we feel. Yeah, and uh, about the those 10 minutes speed review, I feel like 
10 to 15 is possibly a better <laughs> 15 range. will be our hard stop. Hard stop, yes. Maybe Karen has a lot to talk about. I actually, as I was making my notes, um, I realized there's not much I want to talk about for most of these movies. Okay. So maybe we can keep it to 10. Okay, okay, um, okay. But now let me go over what movies we'll be reviewing. So as, we, as I've <laughs> said, these are six movies, but in five sections... So the first section, first movie we'll be reviewing is Captain Marvel, the latest installment Woo! from the MCU. Second movie we're reviewing are two documentaries about the Fire Festival. One from Netflix called Fire and one from Hulu called Fire Fraud. And they came out within a day of each other about the same subject topic. And we're going to talk about these two different documentaries. It should also be a first for us since we've never reviewed documentaries before right um the third movie we're reviewing is called destination wedding <laughs> this is a very i guess lesser known romantic comedy that came out recently because as soon as it came out it got, kind of got pulled from theaters was, really was there wasn't much interest and yeah. there was a lot of like uh worse bad not such great reviews yeah, uh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna be talking about that um and then we're going to review for our fourth one, the winner of the 2019 Oscars, Oscars um, called Green Book. Um, and then for the last movie we're reviewing, we wanted to do something classic classic that we've always been meaning to watch and we never had before. Or had no excuse to do so. Yeah. So now we are going to review 2001 A Space Odyssey. So those are our five movies, and in between each one, we'll be drinking. And we've already started. Before recording this introduction, we have had one drink. Karen, would you care to tell us what your drink was? Uh, I had um, a shot of vodka mixed with a, big, a mixer that um, Christine brought. Mm -hmm. It's Mosca Mule Mix. Yeah. Pretty good, actually. Um, really good. I like it. Yeah, so um, I got these... Um, like a set of small bottle of mixers. They kind of look like those like one serving size uh, vodka bottles yep. you see in, yeah, yep. in liquor stores. But Super basically, cute. yeah, it has like cute names like Moscow Mule, Mexican Mule, and like <laughs> I drank some with like all old fashioned. And basically, it's just really sweet and tart kind of. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. mix it with a shot of uh, vodka. Um, I had the Mexican Mule mix, which is basically the same thing except you mix it with tequila. Yeah. Uh, and it tastes really good. You don't taste the alcohol it at all. It masks completely. Yeah. Um, it's probably, like, one of those drinks you might get at an Applebee's. Like, it doesn't taste like alcohol, but no. apparently it has alcohol in it, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And it tastes really good. It's, um, I think it's, like, $10 at Target for 10 yeah. of those bottles or something like that. Yeah, mine was a super, mine was super tart, actually, and sweet. Yeah. I've, act I've never actually had a Moscow Mule before, so I don't actually know what it's supposed to taste like, uh -huh. but... Pretty good. I think you would like a normal Moscow Mule because it's usually vodka and I think beer and then like some other stuff. Oh, yeah. beer. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, tasted pretty good. Okay. We each had one drink each so far. Mm -hmm. And then now we're going to have another drink and we will see you back for the speed review of Captain Marvel. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. 
I think I have a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. Okay, starting with our review of Captain Marvel. But before we do that, quickly, what did we drink in the last 20-30 minutes? Um, uh, we drank a... Oh, shout out to Kat uh, for the... Old Krupnik liqueur. Yeah, honey liqueur that she got me from Poland. I thought I lost it, but I found it again. Um, <laughs> uh, so we... Uh, yeah, so we had a shot each of that, of that, and we mixed it with the lemonade mixers that I got that one time for Bohemian Rhapsody because I couldn't find liquid lemonade, mm-hmm. and it's coming into good use. Um, and uh, Christine was fine with that, those two things and water. Yes. I was weaker. I had to mix it up with another mixer. I used Calpico, mm-hmm. uh, a mango-flavored Calpico. Mm-hmm. And Christine's Tastes- actually tasted really good. Yeah, I actually really love this um, Krupnik honey liqueur, whatever yes. it was. It's 38%, so it's it's like normal um, liquor level, but just like sipping it, I was just like, this doesn't taste like alcohol, this just tastes like honey, and I, I could see myself just sipping on this. Yes, get it for her cat when you go to Poland. <laughs> yes, please, cat. <laughs> um, and uh, for me, I basically drank uh, mango Calpico. So. Yeah, I tasted hers, it just tastes like Calpico, like... I, I didn't even put that much. Yeah, I didn't even taste the alcohol at all. And there was a bit of an aftertaste, but that was it. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. All right, well, so Karen, yes. Captain Marvel, all right. general opinions. Okay, wait, wait. Can I just make a shout out first? Shout mm-hmm. to 1995. That's like when the movie is set. Oh, is it? I didn't it know that. It's like six. Oh, I can't. I can't say anything. That is spoiler. Uh, ignore six. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's okay. It's okay. Fine. It is set in 1995. Um, pretty sure, unless I did the math wrong. Okay. Around then. Around then. Okay. So, um, oh, are you gonna <laughs> explain why? Shout out to specifically 1995. Well, I mean, because we were born in 1995. Yep, that's right. We're 95. And the millennials. We're 90, 90s. Yeah, kids, nineties <laughs> kids. Although I didn't recognize any of the music. Um, uh, okay, so my general impression of the movie: it's a very like family movie. Um, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, so I didn't. I guess I saw the trailer. I didn't really expect anything too epic going on there. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose the the scale of this movie is grandiose in a sense uh Mm -hmm. it does involve like you know outer space like aliens you know and like earth and things like that Mm -hmm. but um it is a very much a family movie um and i if i would like group of some movies in the marvel universe i would put it with ant-man and and it's like serious Mm -hmm. like ant-man and and the wops like Mm -hmm. and like captain marvel they kind of all fit in together for me Mm, i see okay i can kind of see that yeah actually yeah like you can watch it as a family yeah it's not that heavy yeah it's not heavy it's not like iron man and like captain america where like civil war (laughs) yeah civil war you know like betrayal friendship brotherhood not not anything like that it's like exactly what you expect from a marvel movie it's like fun times right there's a hero and there's superpowers right. and stuff like that. But like more toned down version of it. Um, so what do you think? Yeah, I mean, so it was a typical Marvel fun. I had an entertaining time. I didn't know what to expect going into it because I I think I watched maybe one teaser trailer very briefly, but that was about it. So I didn't really oh. know about Captain Marvel at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I vaguely knew that it would happen in the past, but I didn't quite remember until I actually like saw that happen in the movie when mm-hmm. I was watching it. And 
just like generally fun time i'm glad i went nothing crazy like no mm. big wows or no big laughs from me yeah typical marvel one-liners that kind of humor yeah exactly i was gonna bring that up too um mm. one thing i did want to bring up is that um nick fury is a big character in the Car- captain marvel and, and samuel L. jackson playing like a younger version of himself because yeah. it takes place in the past yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just it's just crazy every time I see that de-aging technology yeah, in know. movies. I yeah, know. when Fury first shows up, he looks like so you know, young. It's funny because I just I just saw Pulp Fiction and then, mm-hmm. you know, Samuel L. Jackson's right. in there. And I'm like, did they use that movie as a reference? Because he, like they, might, they probably might have. Yeah, like, because it doesn't, he doesn't look that different. Yeah, yeah. like it's... Like, I wonder how Samuel L. Jackson feels when he sees himself and he's right. just like, I look like my younger self. Right, right. Um, that also reminded me, I forget if it was, like, Civil War or some Iron Man movie, but uh-huh. there was Robert Downey Jr. in, like, in his 19-year-old yes, self. Yes, 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 That yes. also freaked me out when yes, I watched it. Yes. But honestly, CGI these days in Hollywood, pretty insane. Pretty insane. Pretty good. Um, so I think that is really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, so another thing I do want to bring up is... Um, yeah, I think keep your expectations low when going to this movie. Not that this movie is bad, but if you're expecting something grand from it, yeah, that's don't expect Avengers Infinity War. Right, right, right. Don't expect anything on that scale. Um, I do see a lot of negative reviews online about this movie, saying like, it's bland, it's this, or mm-hmm. it's that. But, like, you know, to me, like, if you, like, take it as, watch it as, treat it as you would at man. <laughs> You know, yeah, you're not expecting something grand from Ant Man, you know. Yeah, like so, it's just on that scale. I think it's very enjoyable if you look at it, look take the movie like that. I totally agree. When, um, before watching this movie, I like searched up the movie to see I think how long it was, and the first uh, headline I saw on Google was just like, "Finally, women can have their own mediocre Marvel film." And yeah. I'm like, I kind of agree. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't quite call it mediocre. I had a fun time. It was great, yeah. but it's just like you know, formulaic. It's like yeah, yeah. it's, it's like very formulaic, right? Cheesy one liners. Um, they break some really obvious like physics or biology laws. I'm not gonna talk. About so it. says Karen, but I mean. I didn't notice it while watching the movie. Karen has a I very mean, low threshold for. I don't think I have a meter. very low threshold. I have a very basic science um, understanding. Okay, sure. And I picked up on it. You um, think it's basic science? I think it's very you're basic in science. science. So uh, we're not gonna. We can't know. talk about it since. This is non-spoiler, but if it was spoiler, I would be talking about this, Christine. Okay, fine. Um, but I didn't notice anything. But okay, yeah. So so do other superhero movies. So this is just, to me, a little bit more obvious than others. Okay. But, like, fine. Um, let me see what else. So, I mean, I do see, like, a problem with the turning points of the movie. To mm-hmm. me, those, those, those turning points feel awkward. Mm, like, um, in plot-wise? Plot-wise. Like, okay. it's just, like... It's hard to place or, like, pace the movie sometimes. Like, okay. you know, like, where it's go. Usually the movies, you know, you kind of know, like, oh, intro. And right. then, like, they introduce, like, the, I guess, the predicament or, like... Yeah, right. And then there's turning point and then there's, like, the climax and then you uh-huh. have the ending, right? This movie, I feel like, gets a little vague when it comes to that. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you agree. I did not notice that about the plot at all. I thought the plot worked fine, um... Yeah, I just didn't have any questions. I was just like, oh yeah, like things are happening at a normal, pretty normal pace for me as as superhero movies go. Mm-hmm. Um, I have sort of a weird comment on, I think... So first of all, I have two comments. First of all, 
Brie Larson plays Captain America. Yes. I mean Captain, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Uh, no. No, Christy, no. <laughs> she, plays, she plays Captain Marvel. And when she's like in her... And when she's fighting, her yes. she has short hair, but her hair is down. Yeah. And her hair is hiding half of her face. Yes. At all times, unless she has it tied up. Uh-huh. I don't know if you notice it, but that bothered me from the beginning oh. till the end. I actually didn't pick up on that. I was just like, I can't see her right eye ever. Like... I don't like this. Why is her hair in her face? It's it's coolness. If you block out half yeah. your face, you're cool. And, and I'm just like every other woman has their hair like tied up or really short, and this oh. and Brie Larson has like this sort of like she doesn't have long hair, but she it's like long enough she could Shoulder tie it up. Length. Okay. And I'm just like it's like in her face when she's like doing all the action stuff and like I can't see your face and it's like and she's like talking while she has hair on her face and I just feel like I don't know. In movies, you usually see characters with both of their eyes unless there's a reason not to. Yes, yes. yes. And I just I couldn't get behind that. Then that's my first point. It's a really nitpicky point, but yeah, I just I, really I, kind I of bothered me. I didn't catch that. Um, second point is I can see why they cast Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. She, like, she just melts into the role so well at some points. Mm-hmm. And then at other points, I'm just like, does she know how to act? And I know she does. I've seen her in other movies and like she's an amazing actress. But mm-hmm. sometimes, I don't know if it's the lines or if, how, if the director or... But she just sometimes just does not feel like Captain Marvel at all or like um, this character that I, she's portraying. I, I know what you mean because I was also going to bring that up because the, the character Carol Danvers, is I feel like it's set like really... Has like a really strange background. She has like I think on one hand she has a very bubbly like personality. She has like these. She has like these really mm. cute and sassy lines that mm-hmm. she has to say, and they're humorous, right? But at the same time, she has like this like you know heavy background, yeah. and she has a transition like Brie Larson has a transition between the two of them, like kind of yeah. You that's, know, I agree. And I think that might be why because I was like yes. watching it too, and like those scenes also kind of just pushed me out of the movie. You know, like, yeah. So I think what they were doing is like they gave Captain Marvel like a list of characteristics, but some of these characteristics didn't play well with each other. Right. Like, sometimes, like, I think, so when I say she melts into her role, those are the times when, like, Captain Marvel is this, like, sort of more, like, tough, like, yeah. cool, cool girl kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just kind of, like, says things, and it's like, kind of cool, and you're like, oh, man, she's so cool. Like, no. And the other times... The one-liners and when she's trying to be like exactly, kind of Tony totally Stark sassy, yeah. I'm like, it doesn't really work for me. Are you that sassy? Yeah, like I don't see you being that person. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up really quickly? We're at almost 10 minutes. eleven minutes. Uh, okay, wait. So again, I want to say that jumping personality we talked about. Okay, so family movie. Take this movie shallowly. Turn off your brain. Don't think too hard <laughs> about the plot. Like lines. all Marvel movies, though. Let's okay. Be honest. Okay. Yes, but I feel like some turns a little harder in this movie than others. Okay. So, it, it is a family movie, so, you know, keep your expectations low. Turn mm-hmm. off your brain. Don't think too hard about it. Um, Goose is adorable. <laughs> yes, you'll see what we're talking about. All right, so that finishes our Captain Marvel review. I hope you like that speed review because it's going to happen four more times. Eleven and a half minutes. Yep, we're doing pretty well, I would say, since our reviews are usually an hour long. I hope I'm, like, <laughs> speaking normally. I hope no, you can hear I, I what I like, understand. I feel like they can I'm understand. Saying. We're just speaking really fast. I can feel myself speaking really fast. I can hear you speak really fast. Okay, you understand me, so that's good. Because I'm hoping I'm not slurring. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, good. All right, so we'll be back after a drink to review the Fire Festival documentaries. 
all these models like in the Bahamas. The most insane festival the world has ever seen. Island getaway turned disaster. It became very barbaric. Right now, you are the fucking laughing stock of everything. Just wait until you see what you're getting yourselves in. All right, welcome to our second speed review. Gonna start the timer right now. Karen, let's talk about what we drank first. What we what did we drink after Captain Marvel? Uh, well, we had different drinks. So I made this um, soju, orange juice, and um, mango capico combination. Mm -hmm. And it tasted really good. Um, yeah. Honestly, soju mixed with like Calpico or like um what's the other thing milkus oh. yeah that kind of stuff tastes good always yeah and it, you don't taste the alcohol mm -hmm. um it tastes just like a just nice a tropical drink yeah yeah and karen didn't even use like a flavored soju it was just normal normal soju normal soju and i didn't put that much we i had three shots of soju in there yeah the soju is like 70.5 percent alcohol content mm -hmm. so i think Three shots is more than enough. I think that's like um, like four point five ounces, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I had a sort of a similar thing. I had nigori, which is this unfiltered sake. Um. And I I had three sort of shots worth of that in my cup. Tasted okay. I think it's been open for like a, a little bit. Yeah. So it tastes more alcoholic than it does normally. Mm -hmm. So I was drinking that down, and I was like. You know what? I have a smart idea. Let's mix some Midori in here. <laughs> and it um, mixed beautifully. It, it looks like, beautiful. It was this pastel green color. Yeah. Tastes really nice. horrid. Yeah, I, I, I honestly... Um, anyone who's looking to play a prank on someone <laughs> or if you, you know, have some grudge that you hold against that person, make that drink for them. Otherwise, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. I think it's just, honestly, I'm not a big fan of Midori. I mean, I don't mind Midori. I love the smell of it. It smells like melon. I do love the smell, but I don't think it actually has any melon It doesn't, taste. it doesn't. So it, doesn't. it just tastes like cough syrup to me. I hate it, it. It does to me. It does too. I don't hate it because I don't think it's just as sugary as just any other um mixes i think i might be delusional just because it just <laughs> it has smells taste. like melon i don't like <laughs> um but i think the mix itself of nigori is just horrendous it is yeah, a terrible 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 combination but i finished my drink so she did here we are three drinks in yeah um all right so we're reviewing speed reviewing Netflix's Fire documentary and Hulu's Fire Fraud documentary. Hulu's came out one day before Netflix. Okay. Um. So Karen, what did you think in general, and which one did you prefer? Um, I actually watched Netflix's Fire first, mm -hmm. and then I watched Hulu's Fire Fraud. Um, I prefer Netflix mm -hmm. version. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit more objective. Mm. Um, Hulu's to me felt like sarcastic, obnoxious, and a little arrogant. In terms of like everyone they interview, everyone was just like, you know, okay, let's let's see. Everybody had like this tone, like, see, I knew Fire Festival was going to be a mess. Oh, from the beginning, um, I, knew I warned it. them. They didn't listen, and look where they end up. You know, I would have totally done something different. Right, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right, you know, everybody sounded like that, and from the get go, I was like, yo, Hulu, Hulu, please. 
you know, like tone down these interviewers or like at least like mm. don't put, put that in there because it irritated me from the beginning to the end. Like right. if you had known that there was going to be a mess, like why didn't you put a stop to it? Mm-hmm. You know, for them, it was just like, oh, well, I said something. I was paid to do this. And then, yeah, you know, so like I prefer Netflix's version. Mm-hmm. I think Netflix was a little bit more subjective. Oh, you um, mean objective? Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. Objective. That's <laughs> uh, the alcohol. <laughs> Um, I agree. I I also watched Netflix first, and then I watched uh, Hulu's documentary, and I do prefer Netflix's. Um, I think they both sort of had people where they were like, I know this was not going to work out, but mm-hmm. we tried our best. But I think Netflix showed more like, we tried our best because we really believed in Billy McFarland, right, right. as opposed to Hulu just saying, this was going to be a shit show. And we're all just going to watch how it fails, yeah. you know? Um, but also, I think the difference is, Netflix sort of looked internally. So one big difference between these two, um, which might be a similarity actually, is both of these documentaries are sort of paying the exact people that fucked it up. Um, Netflix is made by Fuck Jerry Media. Mm. So they're using their footage, which is why they have all this internal footage, and Netflix's mm-hmm. documentary is very internal. It's sort of out, inside out. Right. Like, what were the organizers doing? What were the companies doing? Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, Hulu's uh, documentary interviewed Billy McFarland. So they right. paid him to come they on did. this documentary. With, so then Netflix, actually. Well, Netflix paid, well, got docu- like, paid Fuck Jerry. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Hulu paid uh, Billy McFarland. So, you know, right. neither is good. Right. Um, but I, I think. I mean, Hulu did not give Billy McFarland a good time, I guess. I know, but like still, you know, they paid him, right. and like I think Hulu's was more outside in. They interviewed yeah. more like uh, influencers, sure. and they were like, mm-hmm. "What did you think?" Like, you know, up to like going up to this event, you know, what happened from the outside in, rather than like what were the organization team doing. Right. So I appreciated the fact that they sort of show two different viewpoints. Yeah. I still prefer the Netflix one. Right. I think just as a documentary, it was more well put together. 100%. Yeah, clearer, more like sort of storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and like I that. feel like Hulu's version was very dramatic. I think one mm-hmm. very obvious moment I remember was um they used the same clip, Netflix and Hulu both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like when this yellow school bus that mm. um the attendees yeah somebody took a video right uh, uh were um heading on a yellow school bus to the um fire festival site and they all saw that it was just you know wow these um hurricane relief tents set up mm-hmm. right and then you know like. Netflix, I was watching with captions on. I don't know why it's in English, but I just had, I had it on period. Um, so, like, one woman said something about, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, you know, these are what we're staying in. Something along the lines right. of that, right? And I think Netflix had, like, something about, you know, women saying something, hysterics, maybe. But, the, like, in, in at Hulu, the same clip, right? Mm-hmm. The, the woman saying the same line was, there, I think they categorize that as a sob as though she was crying <laughs> and then i was like okay she's not crying yeah, she's she sounded like yeah. she sounded like she might be in hysterics she sounded like she was maybe a little dramatic but mm-hmm. like these people have been drinking for a whole for a long time yeah <laughs> like she was not sobbing or right. like tense she might be thinking like what is going yeah, like, on my life sucks but not like not like I'm oh like, my <laughs> god you yeah. know like not like sobbing you know <laughs> so i was just like okay hulu is definitely dramatic 
Yeah, I just think Netflix's documentary was better executed. I have heard its criticisms though because um, Netflix's documentary was almost just like as quote unquote sexy as like the um, Firefest sort of promotion videos. Like it's sleek, it's well shot, and it's okay. you you get these beautiful models and they show a lot of the promotional they video. Do. They so do. it's like you know high quality, it looks amazing. Hulu, on the other hand, I think it was just more like sort of more realistic documentary making so like netflix just looks more attractive and like maybe that's bad but also it just it is more attractive no like, yeah i think I, I think no matter what the argument is even if you use poor um i guess videos or you know i guess interviews or whatever it is it just doesn't have the same like logical progression as like Netflix's mm. like documentary does. Yeah. Like Hulu's is very like hindsight twenty twenty. We all knew this was gonna be a shit show and we all watched it fail together. Look where we ended up. Yeah, it's like if you know yeah. that was the whole overarching tone. Mm-hmm. And I find that very, very, very irritating. Especially when it's supposed to be a documentary. You're supposed to be objective. You're mm. learning about an incident. And, like, honestly, I don't know. I completely missed out this incident, even though it was huge. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I was like, wow, like, everybody knew about this. And I was like, I guess I'm not everybody. I mean, but- so I didn't sort of hear about it as it was happening, like, on Twitter. But one thing about Hulu I wanted to say is that it does try to be a more... I guess a serious documentary and that's where it fails that's why there's all this dramatic stuff because they want it to be more like but I feel like they picked the wrong points yeah exactly and I think Hulu also tries to connect this to our current political Mm -hmm. climate Mm -hmm. at one point and they just kind of do it really shallowly shallowly and never mention it again and it's just like why did you even do that they did one line of it I mean I do like like Trump's America and that's why this happened it's like oh I don't know I mean I like I like that they brought up Trump but like I was gonna mention this actually Uh I wish it had actually made the illusion that this is exactly what Trump did to America (laughs) you know like what Billy McFarlane did was exactly Exactly what Trump did. He just made sort he of painted like, a yeah. vision. He made right. promises. He doesn't know how he was going to deliver, but mm-hmm. and we'll that's figure what, it out along the way, right? I mean, people these days are just like all they're for all that buying vision. into yeah. it, right? Because you know that's why I like Netflix's Fire more because it was more realistic in a way. Right? You people aren't dumb. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't stupid. Especially these are bankers. These are investors. These are people who graduated with you know master's, doctor's degree. They've had their career for a while. They're not just gonna invest in some twenty five year old because they think they're gonna like because he lied to them and they believe him like that, right? Mm-hmm. They had a he painted a vision for them. Yeah, they wanted to be a part of something great, right? right. They were capable beings and they wanted to achieve something. Great. Yeah, Something and then, impossible. Like, in the idea sense of it, it sounded pretty amazing. It sounded amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. the app was an amazing idea. You can book movie stars and superstars on an app. Like, I would never use it, but, like, yeah, imagine like, someone if, who could, Yeah, right? if we were millionaires and you were like, oh, yeah, I can have them at my birthday party yeah. and I can afford it. Yeah, like, hell yeah. Yeah, I want Beyonce, I want Kanye. Like, <laughs> oh my god, look at that, right? Why not, right? And then the music festival great idea uh-huh. right on the Bahamas like like, and it's really the promotional video and the fuck Jerry promotional team that did most of it it's just like right. it looks so amazing it looks amazing you have all these pictures and videos of this and, like paradise and you're right. like well if they're advertising this then it must be true right and you know I so one thing I do like about Hulu is that they emphasize a lot on the power of influencers Mm -hmm. which is true right Mm -hmm. you know i was like thinking back to this youtube video i watched because 
YouTube kept putting it on my face. Uh huh. Like like every time I go into YouTube the app, right? I would see this one video, and it kept like prompting me. It's like,、mm-hmm. oh, you should see this. You should、Reminds、see this. Reminds me of Black Mirror. One, two, three. You know, like yeah. And then eventually I watched it because it was like fuck it, YouTube. I've like, done、fine. that many times for many products. Right. So I mean, I don't. I'm not on too many apps. Like YouTube is one of my only places、mm-hmm. that I, I do give into on my iPhone. So that's like my one example I give. But imagine on Instagram, right? You have like all these famous people you follow,、mm-hmm. all these people like, are pulling you. Them because they're right, they, they look like they lead amazing lives. Right, then of course you're going to buy into it. Of course、yeah. it seems convincing, right? Because it's convincing because、um, the group says it's convincing, right?、Know? Exactly. So you're not really going to question that.、Um, Any other points you want to bring up? I also want to say that、um, you know it's funny to me. At one point, Andy King, he's one of the,、uh, I guess. Person who's working on the fire festival project, he's、uh-huh. like the event, like manager. Was he or in the Netflix one? He was in the Netflix one. Uh-huh. So, um, he at one point he made a comparison to Woodstock. Oh, he、okay. was like, oh yeah, all these people are dying from overdoses. They have no food, no water. And like, they still look at how Wood- yeah, and look at how great Woodstock is. We're gonna be that. And I was like, okay, this is really wishful thinking at this point. <laughs> like, if you're like looking at all these overdoses, like, terrible things、yeah. that happen, you're just the hoping- one time a terrible thing turned out good, right? You know? And you're hoping for you to your event to be that.、Mm. I think that's like really wishful thinking. Yeah, the other criticism I heard about this whole thing, even the Netflix one, is just that they all say, "Hey, like I really believed in this guy, and that's why I did it." It's just like, but they probably actually all knew this was gonna fail, and they were running this whole fraud scheme. Right, but at this point, it's like you know. But I feel like there's a, there's a there's a fine line between like, I guess marketing fraud or like marketing genius. If he pulls it off, yeah, if it wouldn't it be off, a fraud. It's amazing, yeah. Right. So they're all kind of banking on that. But that's the thing about the American dream, right? When you ask yourself, "Is this possible?" and you said no, and then you question, "Why? Why is it a no? Is it because you're not working hard enough? Is it because you're not looking hard enough? Is it because you don't know the right people?" You're not hustling, right? Right. But like. Okay, so they want to believe in that. They want to believe we can do it if we work hard enough. We believe、mm-hmm. if we all come together, if we all find solutions. That's how he's been tricking all these people into working for him. Yep, yep. You know, and it sounds so amazing. It、That's、sounds why, amazing,、yeah. right? Because you're achieving the impossible. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to bring up? I think <laughs> fire festival. There's a lot of stuff, but on the documentary, I think just just those just points.、That. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I think we both agree in that the Netflix one was more objective, enjoyable, enjoyable,、yeah, and objective. So if you have to watch one, we would say the Netflix one. But、right. you know, watch both of them if you really want a full sort of right view on the the events that happened. Right, and they do emphasize different and but both equally important aspects of the incident. You、mm-hmm. know, one、right. on social media and one on the internal workings、yes. of the company. Okay. Yep. Exactly. All right, so that's pushing fifteen minutes. So that was our quick review of Netflix Fire and Hulu Fire for us. I think this is gonna be our longest review in our speed review. Yeah, it's because this is two. Uh huh. Since、mm-hmm. it's two movies、mm-hmm. in one. All right, so next one is gonna be Destination Wedding, and we'll meet you again after we finish our what fourth drink. Yes. Our flight's on time. Oh, it is. Great. I'm sorry. What was that? What? You just took a step forward there. I did. 
Yeah, you did. You know you did. And what's funny is there's no way you can board first because the only way you could board first is if you have a special need. Do you have a special need? Yes. I need to be over there. All right, here we are at the middle of our episode. This is our third movie that we're reviewing, speed review of Destination Wedding. But before we get to that, Karen, what did you drink? Uh, I had a mixture of nigori, tequila, and our life-saving, life-altering lemonade mix. Mm-hmm. So glad I couldn't find lemonade that one time. Yes, honestly... This lemonade powder mix saves so many drinks. It's so sweet and so, like, it has the tartness, so it's not only sweet. No, yeah. And Very it's strong. Amazing. It just covers up everything. Yeah, if you, as long as you don't hate lemonade with your whole life, like, you can put this in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you like better. sweetness, you like sour. Yeah, this is definitely for you. Mm. Um, I I don't know what is it with Nagori today. I, I think maybe. I think it's just been open for too long, and sake does go bad when it's open for too okay, long. Okay, maybe. Okay, fine. Uh, let's hope we're not. Yeah, it's gonna be How fun. long has it been open for Karen? This uh, is your sake. A while. <laughs> I have read a couple of days to maybe a week. Oh, okay. It's definitely more than that. Yeah, so still, um, Nigori is one of my favorite sakes, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I had it, I definitely liked it. Today, as Christine said, it's been open for way too long. So, yeah, this is. I'm suffering the consequences, so is Christine. Uh, a mix of tequila, which is definitely not a good choice yeah um, uh, we didn't have enough nigori to fill that one drink yeah um, minimum yeah <laughs> so we mixed it with the appropriate amount of tequila and yeah it was it was gross to <laughs> say the least um, oh maybe you should have mixed it with triple sec huh. i don't know <laughs> but anyway i i i you know downed it did it right mm. i'm here yeah all right i drank um Jim Beam bourbon with lemonade, the lemonade mix. Um, so you know, pretty classic drink. I feel like tastes pretty good. Mm. Um, I'm still drinking it right now, but I'm gonna finish it as we finish this okay. episode because I think there is way too much lemonade in here. Yeah, well, it's a lot of volume. Hope you catch up soon. I will. All right. So let's get to our review of Destination Wedding. Just a little. Um, sort of introduction to this movie since a lot of people may not have heard of it. It is a romantic comedy about these two misanthropes right. who go to a destination wedding and meet for the first time. And it's the two leads are played by Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves. Yep. So these two really great actors playing this um, sort of like indie field movie. Right, right, right. Uh, what were your general impressions? Um, going into the movie, uh, honestly, I was just curious. I I had not seen Keanu Reeves in anything other than action films. I loved him in the Matrix series. I loved him in Constantine. Mm-hmm. I loved him in John Wick. I was like, wait a second. And I saw the trailer for Destination Wedding. I was like, you know what? He's going to be in a romantic comedy. I have to see this, right? Right. So, and Winona Ryder was there, and I know her from Stranger Things, so I was like, mm-hmm. this is going to be great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the end result was their fault. I think it was the structure of the movie. Mm. Um, I definitely think there's a reason for all the negative reviews we saw online. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get into that, what did you think about the movie? So, going into the movie... I've heard about this movie mostly from Karen. Yeah. 
And I read, you know, the log lines online. It was like two misanthropes meet at this destination wedding. You know, I love romantic comedies. Yeah, I know you do. And I was like, this is a new idea. It sounds really funny, really cute. And it's Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves. Somebody I wouldn't really expect to be a couple. So I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. And the trailer has that cougar scene. (laughs) I did not watch the trailer. Oh, you did not? Yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Fine. Okay. But... Um, so I went to this movie thinking it's a typical commercial romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. It is not. It's very, um, unique in its, uh, right. sort of, it's like, like very expository kind of format, right? So, I would say this. I'll say this about my general impressions of Destination Wedding. I found it really funny, really charming. I thought it was amazingly well-written for a play. <laughs> I thought if this was on the stage, like, I would love this play, especially because it's a really, the script is really written for the actors, not for the movie. Like, I can tell how, an, as an actor, reading this screenplay, you'll be like, oh man, my character has so many lines, so much depth, I'm gonna have a field day, you know, right. being this character. And it's exciting for an actor, and that usually works in plays. Okay. That's what usually happens in plays. This is... The type of dialogue they speak, it's not realistic dialogue. It's a very play-like dialogue. Mm. Um, very much like... I don't know if I don't know if you've seen many plays or read many plays, but they all kind of speak like this with like a lot of literary sort of uh, feel to it. Okay. There's a lot of depth. I see characters. where you're going. Yeah, there's a lot of okay. analysis that can be done. A lot of like... Right. Um, really quick sort of wit mm. kind of stuff happening. Okay. And I thought like in that aspect... I have no more praise for it. Like, it's so amazing. I, I I thought it was so great. If I could see them live doing this play, that would have been, like, a night to remember. Mm. But it's not a play. It's a movie. It is. It is a movie. <laughs> Unfortunately. And it doesn't really quite work that way. No. In a movie. Um, okay, so my point on the lines was, uh, I, watching it, I was just, I guess I could say confused. Mm-hmm. I it felt like a composition. What I had, my my best description of this when I was writing notes for this movie was that it's a compilation of deep quotes found on Facebook statuses. <laughs> I, I and like you know I don't know if you remember, but like back in the day, it's like I don't know our high school years or mm-hmm. like maybe middle school. Everybody like would quote like Mark Twain or like uh-huh. random people, just like very. It's deep, very literary, right? Very literally, very deep quotes about like very commonplace situations, right? Very thoughtful things about very commonplace mm-hmm. things. And, like, you know, to me, like, this movie seemed like that. Like, wow, these people think a lot. They definitely need to socialize more. <laughs> you know, like, stop thinking so much about these things. And I think it was just, it was, like you said, I, I guess, like, you know, in a movie setting, like, these dialogues just don't work. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks like that. Exactly. And and honestly, this movie was just, I don't know if this is a spoiler, like, 80% dialogue between the two of them. No, yeah, that's what I mean by a play. Like, so yeah. just... This is not a spoiler, but the way the movie is set up, it's like um, these two characters. It's just these two characters, two characters are talking. the only speaking talk characters. It's sort of their conversation over like ninety 
minutes or whatever. Right, 90 minutes. And they in different uh, backgrounds, right. in different backdrops. And that's right. why I say it could have been a play because they could have easily done this on the stage. Right. And to be honest, I don't even know if I would watch this as a play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, but do you watch a lot of plays to begin with? <laughs> no, like, I mean, I don't mind watching plays. I don't watch plays because they're a little bit more expensive than your average movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not saying like this is like a Broadway play. I'm saying like, I guess, like, plays I've seen at school where it's just really two people sitting there talking to each other. I've seen a good version of one, like, a one-person... I don't know if this is a play, but, like, a one-person, mm-hmm. like, I guess, monologue. Yeah, I called it a play, yeah. Yeah, a play, I guess. And I... It was about the Secret Life of Bees, I think, hmm. if I recall correctly. That was good. It was good. I enjoyed it a lot. But this, I think, just in terms of the quality um, of the of the script and like the characters, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. Mm, um, okay. Just because the characters were like, I think, to me, it felt like eighty percent unpleasant. Like throughout the whole movie, like eighty percent of the movie, they were unpleasant characters. Just people they who were did not unpleasant. want they to be. They were very with. unsympathetic characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, and like for one, it was like for, and I I get that, but. You know, for them to fall in love like that was a little odd and, like, strange. I don't even want to... I don't even know if Keanu Reeves was convincing at the end. Um, when his character made, you know... Don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, you know, decisions. I, I, I don't know if I was convinced. Um... I, I know what you mean. Um, it is hard having a romantic comedy of two misanthropes because... The premise is very intriguing. Right. And I think you need to show more, like, but, in their workings. Yeah. So, but I'll still say this. I'll, I'll disagree with you on the on the dialogue aspect. I thought it was well written, like, in a literary sense. Like, the way they talk to each other, the way they refer to whatever each other was talking about. It all kind of made full circle. It had metaphors and it had deeper meanings and all that that I could, like really get something out of if I read it. Right, for sure, yeah. Um, but, like, just... If you had read it. it but it's a movie, and right. it doesn't work. It doesn't no. work as, no, as no, a no. movie at all. No. Um, I wanted to mention this part where, sort of, like, giving examples to other movies that does something similar, and it's there's a scale. On one end of the scale is Wes Anderson movies. Moonlight, Moonrise Kingdom um, was a recent one. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. That dialogue isn't realistic. Like, people don't speak like that. But they speak in this sort of, like, literary way. But it was, like, semi, like, um, I guess, what do you call it? Like, you f- <laughs> you freeze reality for a little bit. Yeah, like, exactly. You freeze reality. And it works because the right. cinematography reflects that. Right. By the way, you see these characters and sort of, like, you see the whole scene and it's so perfectly structured and right. these weird colors. And you're like, this isn't a real world. No. This is, like, a movie world. Right. Or like so that's in a, someone's recollection, so to yeah. say. Right? So that's at one end of the movie spectrum where mm-hmm. um, you could have like unrealistic dialogue and it works because it's supposed to be unrealistic and you can tell. Mm-hmm. On the other end, I would say there's a movie like it's called Before Sunrise. Okay. And it's actually a trilogy made by the same director that did um, Boyhood. Uh-uh. 
uh, Boyhood was the movie that he filmed the same actors over 12 years. Oh, I guess it is. But um, he made this series. I hated Boyhood, but he made the series that I really love. Mm-hmm. And the first one is called Before Sunrise. And it's basically the whole series is basically these two people that are in love in some way. They have this... They meet for the first time in the first movie on a train. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of walk around the streets of, I think, Vienna, Austria. Mm-hmm. And they have a conversation. And that's sort of what sort of Destination Wedding does. They just change backgrounds and they have a conversation right. and that's it but unlike destination wedding and before sunrise they have a realistic conversation it's like right. something people would actually say right. and actually want to listen to so i would say that is the extremes of the scale with wes anderson on one end with unrealistic dialogue unrealistic movie mm-hmm. before sunrise on the other end with two characters many backgrounds but super realistic, realistic. right conversation destination wedding Unfortunately, it does not fall in that spectrum. No, no. no. It is a play. <laughs> it yeah. is a play recorded by someone. <laughs> yeah, and and I want to say, like, even watching them on screen, like, I didn't feel like the, the, the actors and actress was convinced of the character themselves. I think they were. I think they were convinced in the way a uh, theatrical actor is convinced. I feel like Keanu Reeves was convinced. I'd, I'm a little confused about... You know, I feel like they were they were good characters on on their own ends. I guess like Keanu Keanu Reeves plays his, played his character well, mm-hmm. so that Winona writer. But when they put them together, it's just I felt no chemistry. It just didn't break through. They were set up on delivering their lines. It didn't feel like they made a connection. Mm, okay. But you know, at one point I was like, it was awkward, and I I thought it made sense because their relationship had to be awkward, right? It was right. two misanthropes, like, they were unpleasant people trying to form a relationship. Mm. It's going to be awkward, and you know it. Right. But it, it's I feel like it depends on the portrayal of it, mm. you know? Yeah. And and this kind of, like, I don't know, I, I, I call it expository format. I feel like it's just monologues after monologues after monologues, right? Right, it's just a series of monologues and right. conversations. And, and like, I don't think it really worked for this kind of, these characters or these it doesn't work in a movie form just not at all period yeah. yeah any other points you want to bring up that's it it just doesn't work <laughs> i don't know what else we said in this movie You're about right. this movie yeah um, <laughs> i would honestly still recommend that you watch it just because it's <laughs> i think you're reaching over the mic a lot but i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay. but um i yeah it doesn't work in the movie format i still think personally it's worth watching just because it's well written karen might disagree i do disagree um but that's destination just read facebook <laughs> that is destination wedding next we will be reviewing green book yeah some guy called over here a doctor he's looking for a driver you interested i am not a medical doctor I'm a musician. I'm about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South. What other experience do you have? Public relations. All right, so this is our fourth speed review. We're reviewing the latest Oscar winner, Green Book. But before we get to that, Mm -hmm. we're going to let you talk about what we've been drinking. Um, So we're finally, finally drinking beer. Karen's favorite. I am so happy. I cannot literally express how happy i am um we've been drinking all these cocktails and finally 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 we made it to <laughs> we're drinking modelo negra and <laughs> to be honest uh, it's not to me it's not that any different from any other like you know typical beer typical beers like 
Corona, Coors, mm-hmm. Stella, I guess. And that's why I love it. That's why she <laughs> likes it. I, I don't mean, know. So we when we went to the store, there was these like three different types of Modelo. I don't know what Negra means, but it seemed really cool. So I was like, oh, let's get the Negra one. Um, I think it's a little bit more bitter, probably. Yeah, a bit yeah. more like, I don't know, stout. Is that a thing that people say about beer? <laughs> I don't know. It just tastes a little bit more bitter to me. A little stronger. Yeah, a little stronger. I had the like Modelos before, but it was like a while back. And just tasted like <laughs> any other like beer. Like beer. Um, that's what I love. And Negra yeah. is a bit more bitter but i can still take it kind of bitter so i'm mm. fine um so i'm pretty happy with this beer i think um our next drink is also gonna be beer so we, i'm we, very happy we did want to get like champagne or sparkling wine to celebrate our one year anniversary but when we went to the liquor store it was closed yeah because we went way too early and we're alcoholics and i forgot that was sunday <laughs> that's my fault um so yeah so I will. I like this. This is beer. There's no question about it. And how do you feel right now in terms of like tipsy drunk? Um, I'm definitely tipsy. Um, I'm just hoping that I'm enunciating, and I think I am. You are. You okay, are. Okay, great. And I don't know if you are. I am. You are enunciating. <laughs> I, I mean, you I don't know if tell. you're tipsy. Oh no, I am tipsy. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm like at a good place. I think. This is usually the place I'm at at the end of our recording sessions of Same. Drink and Discuss. Same. Yeah, so I'm not any more drunk, but I think... Um, I'm hoping the last drink... We've definitely drank a lot the- more than usual than yeah, we do for Drink I, and Discuss. I think possibly we had we probably should shrink the time span, possibly. Do what? Next time, to, to, to feel more of the alcohol. I mean, we, we could definitely start out or like take breaks between the different sections we have. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll consider that in the future. Yeah. Uh, for right now, we're going to do our speed review of, of the... Green Book. Yeah, of Green Book, the Oscar winner, contested Oscar winner of 2019. Contested. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. So what did you think of the movie going in and general impressions? Okay, so I watched the trailer. I This is actually a movie I really wanted to watch um, from the trailers. Uh, I saw it. I saw the trailer in the theater, actually, and then I followed up with it when I was, um, I guess, after I saw the movie that I was in the trailer, that, that I saw the trailer for, mm-hmm. whatever the heck I'm saying. Um, so I was really excited when this movie came out. I didn't actually get to see it in theaters, which I was sad about. Um, when I did watch it, I thought it was really sweet, really adorable. It was about friendship, um, a bromance of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very, um, I guess, uh, feel good movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how they defined it as. Like, and afterwards, and then I, of course, had to look up <laughs> some reviews about the movie. Mm. And then I had learned... About this term for the first time in my life. A what white term? savior. You've never heard of white savior complex. I did not know about that. Mm. In terms of movies, I guess. I, I, I did not know about oh, that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a very... Um, I don't keep up with a lot of things. Right. That's fine. So 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 I, I didn't know that that was a thing that was happening. Um, I didn't know that they, they had applied this movie to... Um, what is it? Uh, the... I don't know. The another Oscar nominated movie, uh, Counting Figures, Hidden Figures, Hidden Figures. There we go. 
I didn't know that they <laughs> don't laugh, Christine. <laughs> no, sorry, counting figures is a pretty, sorry. pretty funny title. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, but like I didn't know that they had applied it to that movie as well. Oh really? Who? Oh, with the scientist and yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. I get. Um, yeah. For me, I watched the trailer a while back, and I was like, oh, this is definitely gonna be an Oscar nominated film because it's like, oh, racism is bad, you know, yeah. and that's basically what the movie was i enjoyed the movie it was a fun movie it was entertaining and i thought it was really cute it was cute yes. and basically the big message this movie is trying to say is racism is bad and it's like yes everybody knows that um right. it's nothing like you know super edgy or anything like that it's like delivering a pretty i don't know like normal values yeah, normal yeah, theme yeah. to people but see, I, I feel like the value of the movie, which I feel like maybe some people will disagree, is that it is a normal value. You, it, It's a palatable, um, I guess, yeah, for the general of anti-racism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, like, you're, like, I don't know, you're, you, you come from a racist family, right? You were a racist to begin with, or you didn't acknowledge that you were racist, right? You watch this movie, you might start to reflect a little bit on yourself, right? Am I being racist? Or that action was racist. Well, I think of- it's the op- I I would argue that it's the opposite. Where people these days, like right now, um, they would think, "Am I racist?" And they would watch this movie and like, "I'm not racist because I'm not keeping black people from my establishments or anything. See, I'm not segregating people. See, yeah, and that's not." all there is to racism right see that is most arguments i see online but i i don't know i always feel like self-awareness is a little bit the first thing that you should recognize i do agree though like with most critics of this film that they should portray more well so i actually that's not the point i was trying to make i have also seen those criticisms where Mm -hmm. it should sort of show racism in like a more modern way um I think it's fine that it doesn't like. Not all every movie has to be like um, Black Klansman, right? Then that'll be a documentary almost. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. it's also kind of sad that Black Klansman didn't win the Oscars, mm-hmm. um, or like lost to Green Book, mm-hmm. because I think that same similar thing happened to Spike Lee with an earlier film where he also lost to a film that was more like white. A white person and a black person becomes friends um, oh. kind of movie. But anyways, that's beside the point. I think Green Book was fine in its like depiction of mm. um, maybe like contested real-life events, but I think it movies don't have to stick to like the facts. Reality, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, it, it is a movie, and it's trying to sort of give you a message instead right. of like sort of telling right. you how it actually happened. Right. Overall, I thought it was a cute, innocuous story. Mm-hmm. You know, typical racism is bad. Right. And, like, right, we all right. know that, so that wasn't a big point. But I did like the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Don Shirley was a pretty unique character. No, I love his character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, I really love the main character, Tony Lip. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He also, I like that he... There's all these people saying, like, it's like white person becomes friends with a black person. I don't think he was white. He yeah. wasn't white. You know, I don't He's know how He's an Italian-American immigrant. And that doesn't make him white. Uh, yeah, at, at the time, like, right now, if you're Italian-American, you, it's it's white. It's, right, but he looks white. But at but, this time... Right, right, he wasn't. There's, yeah, there's all these um, things playing into his identity. Right. 
and you can't just say that he's American. Right, like, he's and not. being white is an American. Being white American is more than just looking the part. You know, it's about like not to say that like I mean, that definitely helps. Like it I, does, it does. Yeah, like I'll point out that they definitely don't face the same kind of racism. Of course, but they face. Stereotypes against right. You know, they that also specific face immigrant discrimi- group discrimination. Exactly. Yeah. So he's not white, you know. So he he does have, I guess, a little bit of advantage. He does have advantage over. Yes, he has privileges. Right, privileges over over Doctor Don Shirley, um, but he's not white. Yeah. I mean, the idea is that he he also doesn't fit in. It's about this right. movie is about two misfits, right? Exactly. And all the articles I read online are just about oh, he's a white man, right? But he's. Not. It's more complicated than right. that, right? And and this movie did address those points. I just mm-hmm. I just feel like you know, especially as I don't know, maybe an Asian American, like I love the part where they pointed out that you know where they had the argument. It was like Doc, um, Tony was saying something about how like I'm blacker than you are, Doctor Don Shirley. Yeah, and I and, wouldn't say this is a spoiler because it happens pretty early in the movie. But um, yeah, I apologize if it is. I'm sorry. Um, but like Doctor then Doctor Don Shirley would say something like, you know, I'm not black enough. I'm not white enough. They're both know. struggling with their identity. Right. What am I? Right. But this is a very relevant topic to this day. You know, for any immigrants, like Asians, like you know, Europeans, like blacks. Are you black enough? Are you white enough? Are you Asian enough? Are you are you American enough? Yeah, like, how do you fit in? Where do you fit yeah, in? Yeah, and it's not an easy question to answer. It's very individual, and right. it is something you really have to study in order to like right. really understand the context of that question. Right. And honestly, when I was looking up, you know, some reviews about about this movie, I was a little upset that all they talked about was white savior. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. I I understand what they mean by it, but also, like, it's like, not quite that. Right, it's not quite that. You know, he didn't really save Dr. Shirley. I mean, I'm sh- I am I guess he did or- orchestrate, like, some events and allow he, some things to happen. He used his privilege. He did. For good, and I think that's fine. Like, you, people right. have, like, some people have more, pri- are more privileged than others, and you can use your privilege to you know, better the world and, right. like, better or, the people or, or that to, are less advantaged. Or, like, at that point to forward a storyline, right? Because at that point, Dr. Don Shirley is a black man. He, there are certain things he cannot do. I'm sure he could have saved himself, supposedly, you know, according to script writers. But, you know, you were trying to form a friendship. You're trying to prove a point. And I think what they did with the movie was good. I mean, as unfortunate as it is, I think, you know, the less... I guess this is like a like a more sugar coated version of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Will present to more audiences and send a message to it's more neat, audiences right. that way. And it's then more if, palatable, right? If you show more interest, uh, if you I, I guess if you give more audiences more interest, they will look into it and then they will acknowledge and possibly self reflect. You know? Yeah, I, like, I'll say this. Um, um, overall, it has a good theme. It was interesting. It was uh, entertaining movie. But the theme wasn't anything uh, revolutionary. It no, was just it was like, it was it just like, it. yeah, we know that. Like, we yeah, know yeah. racism is bad, and it was. I guess it was filmed well, right? Yeah, it was like it was a very typical like movie that anyone could watch and enjoy, right? And like any other movies that were nominated, I I do feel that, like a lot of the the movies that address racism definitely did. Like, a, they they made stronger points. Mm, they made stronger points. Yeah, hundred percent on like racism. 
Yeah, probably like um, Black Panther, and it's like all these connotations of being black. Oh, of course. And then um, in uh, Black Klansman, which yeah. also had, which, which also movie, happened yeah. in the past, and it has a lot of other mm-hmm. connotations as well. Yeah. Um. Mm. So overall, this movie, kind of like a happy movie to watch. Like if you want to feel good movie, right? Um, and you want to feel good about yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go watch this I mean, movie. Not about racism, hopefully, but I mean, but this movie will make you feel like. So I guess one of the criticism is that this movie will make you feel like that's in the past. Like, nobody does that anymore. But racism is still alive and well. Right. Um, and it doesn't touch on that at all because it's just like, oh, back then, you know, there was segregation and right, there were right. all these things that were really extreme. Right. Um, and that's obviously bad. But the point is that what they showed in the movie wasn't extreme, right? It was just like, oh, you can't stay in this hotel, you can't eat here. But there were a lot more other things that happened. There were more. There extreme. might have been more like slight, right. subtle connotations. So, so I mean, I understand the critics on that point, but I think that. Again, this is a b- good beginning, mm-hmm. right? And, and by like, I do love this movie, but by no way do I think this is like a perfect movie. I no. think in terms of plot no. and character, there were some oh, yeah. inconsistencies that I couldn't really quite agree with. <laughs> uh, but overall, if you don't think too much about it, it's like a fun, yeah. fun family. It's a, movie. it's a fun family movie. It's okay, sweet. maybe not family movie, but I mean, not. True. Yeah. True. I, guess I, I don't know what it's rated. Maybe PG thirteen, but like Okay, just this is a light movie. I yeah. guess we can say. Light Overall. like movie. Not a heavy movie. Not something that you would like dread watching on a weekend. Yeah. Right? If you have free time you can watch it. It'll movie make you feel enjoy good. It. Right. And then right. And then you can, you know, maybe mull over the heavier points of the storyline mm-hmm. and perhaps think about the heavier topics that this movie carries. Yep. But otherwise, I think this is a good movie. I don't know. I'm not going to comment on the Oscars. It was a very safe choice for the Oscars. Right. I was like, I'm not going to comment on Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> any more specific points you want to bring up about this movie? Um, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, that's it for me, too. So, Green Book, we recommend it. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, watch it. Be happy. Yeah. All right. And our next movie and final movie is 2001, A Space Odyssey. So, tune in for that. I've wondered whether you might be having some second thoughts about the mission. How do you mean? Rumors about something being dug up on the moon. I never gave these stories much credence, but particularly in view of some of the other things that have happened, I find them difficult to put out of my mind. Okay, so we're almost done with our anniversary episode. It's been one year. How do you and this feel? Is the last one. Okay, that sounds. How do I feel? Yeah. It's crazy. I, I honestly, I said this during the introduction, but I honestly did not think we would make it to twelve months. Yeah, I honestly mean either. I, I have not been keeping count of the episodes. Just been doing it as we go, and I'm surprised we made the year. Um, yeah, I guess thanks to Christine's perseverance and like and she, willingness to drink and my alcoholism. Thank yes, you. yes, yes. This and she, Academy Award goes to my alcoholism <laughs> for sure. And 
As does as does mine, I guess. My alcoholism definitely kept me going. Thanks to Karen's house, which is always available. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I we were recording in like random places the first couple of days and mm, offices, sessions, and yeah, offices, and you know, I realized that our ho- my house was good enough, and you know, it was always available. Mm-hmm. So here we are, comfortable um, place to drink and record, and we apparently have plenty of liquor that we've collected over the times in the years i still have so much tequila left at my house <laughs> and nobody drinks it except me because i just live with my old parents <laughs> and um i'm amazed at the progress we've made on our midori bottle the midoris you know s- slowly <laughs> not slowly i mean we made fast progress and we just halted <laughs> It's like um, almost one-fourth left of it. Yeah, almost one-fourth. So we did a very, very good job. So, yeah, yeah drink and discuss, guys. We've been drinking for sure. Heck, yeah. Um, so what we what did we drink just now, Karen? Uh, we drank uh, Tecante, which is also mm. beer. Um, it is... Echo oh. in Mexico. Okay, fine. Uh, well, Made in Mexico. Great. Um, <laughs> I don't recall my Spanish like that, but... Um, it's a very light beer. Um, I wouldn't say it tastes too different from, you know, any other Spanish beers that you might know. Um, Spanish light beers, I'm sorry, that you might know. Um, but hey, if you want to try something different, go for it. Uh, why not? It's very typical, like, Mexican beer. I think, um, yeah. my dad drinks, uh, this is not a Mexican beer, my dad drinks a lot of Coors Light. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like Coors Light. Maybe yeah. with more calories. <laughs> it just tastes like any other light beer, to be honest. Yeah. But, you know, all light beer tastes the same to me. I'm a dark beer fan, so... you know, I'm hey. a light beer fan, so I am loving this right now. Yeah, whatever she says. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's decent. It's mm-hmm. not some random cocktail that we whipped up that could possibly go terrible. It's just beer. Right. So I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. We've also been drinking Gatorade. We have been. Um, because we don't want to get hungover. We started recording this around like noon. We did. Right now it's like 4.40. Four yeah, 4.40. It's 5 p.m. almost. So it's it's a long recording. Like usually drink and discuss episodes, they do last 50 minutes, but they take a lot longer to record. Like two to three hours maybe. Yeah. yeah. So wow. like this extensive mini review episode has definitely taken more time mm-hmm. to record, but we're at a good place right now. We're pretty tipsy. Yeah. And we're living up to our dream of yes. drink and discuss. So 1 to 10, 10 being drunk out of your mind, where are you right now? Okay, so Karen's referring to this system that I asked my friends since like early college. Mm-hmm. 1 is sober, 10 mm-hmm. is blackout drunk, and five, <laughs> 5 on the scale is um, at the point of tipsy slash drunk. Like you could be either... Um, I would probably categorize myself as a four or a five. Really? Yes. But you don't know what I'm going to be in an hour. I mean, we've been... I don't know, man. True. We also might drink more after this, so who knows? Um, I think I'm a little heavier. I am like five, six almost. Mm. I wish I'm a little heavier for the sake of this podcast, but unfortunately, I think we took a little bit more time than we should have. Yeah, we should have drank faster. Yeah, we should have drank faster. And next just, year uh, in 2020. <laughs> or the next podcast, Christine. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll do endures this. Endures your alcoholism. 
Oh, I don't think that's a positive thing to endorse. But <laughs> we still do have a triple sec that we never drank. We can mix it with other things. Yeah. Anyways, and the gym bean, and tequila, and some vodka left. Anyway, and the moonshine. And some moonshine. All right, we might drink more, but we're gonna move on to our. Our review, our non-spoiler review of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I also have no idea how I'm going to edit these episodes. Am I going to put the trailers between them? Am I going to put music? I'll figure it out. Okay, for like the Space Odyssey, you have to put the music. Okay, I'll put the music. That has defined that soundtrack for me. Alright, so let's go into the (laughs) review. What did you think of uh, Space Odyssey? Um, First of all, I didn't know how long it was going to be. Oh, you did not uh, no, have no I, idea when I, you started. I, I thought it was going to be like, you know, 90 minutes ninety minutes long. Okay, no movies are 90 minutes long these days. Okay, not that are. it's like these days. There are. Okay, there are. Wedding Destination Wedding was 90 minutes That's long. romantic comedy. All right, fine. It's a movie, okay? Although All right, it wasn't okay. a great movie. It was 90 minutes long. I'll just say long. right now, like, these days I just expect romantic comedies or comedies to be... An hour and 30 minutes. Like okay, and minutes, everything else and everything two else two hours. Okay, fine. Not that this is a movie made in these times. This was in the 60s. Right, but this is also like two hours and 40 minutes. So I went into this movie and I was, I guess, expecting something shorter, which I didn't get. Um, but on multiple accounts, since I watched it at home through very legal sources um (laughs) i thought i had clicked into the wrong link because the first like two minutes was a black screen (laughs) with soundtrack and i was confused all right i'll say this much (laughs) i knew how long this movie was google says like three hours um almost like three hours and I was like, damn, this is going to be a long movie. Yeah. All right, I'm, let let me try watching this on this, like, night after work, all right? Yeah, yeah, right. Because right, I have right, three right. hours-ish to spare till my bedtime. So I started, first three minutes is, is a black screen with yeah. music. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you know what? I don't like this. Did you, at no point did you question if you click on, a like, a like a bat link? I did, like, not, I did not actually question that. I was like, I expect this did um, you? Stanley Kubrick to do as much, <laughs> also like a sixties movie to do as much, but like, you know what? I'm tired after work. Yeah, I know this was gonna yeah. be a three hour long movie, but I am not ready for this three hour, <laughs> three minute black screen right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 so I'm gonna yeah. go to another thing to watch. I watched It's Always Sunny, and I was like, all right, that's all I need. That's so much better. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So conclusion number one. Conclusion: This is not a weekend movie. If you if you're looking to relax, I mean weekend movie, not a weekday movie. Oh right, 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 right. I mean like okay, if you're looking to relax, don't watch this movie. Whether it's weekday or or weekend, um, if you're looking for something more serious, more substantial, this is definitely the movie to go for. Right, it's not a dinner and a movie type of thing. No, it's very grandiose. I would actually, I would actually suggest that you watch this movie alone. Um, a laptop and just yourself, or like a TV and just yourself. Just just mm-hmm. hug a pillow, wrap up, get comfortable, and like focus on the movie. Okay. I will also say this about the three hour like intro. Mm-hmm. I hear that's very three minute common. Intro. Three minute. Sorry, <laughs> three hours. <laughs> this felt like a three minute. <laughs> I know. Three I minute know. intro. It was apparently very common during the sixties for epic films. Okay. 
Um, also, the intermission intermission is very common. Like for I example, I also did not know that. In this is an older movie, but for um, Gone with the Wind, they also oh. it was a long movie with also okay. an intermission. And so very play like. Yeah, it's structure. yeah. In the beginning, okay. movies were very play like, so that's like kind of what people mm-hmm. expected. Um, so this space epic, space opera also follows. Oh yeah, that sort of thing format. It's, I will say though, like excluding credits, excluding the intermission, it was like around two hours, so it wasn't actually that long. Right, except if you can't cut out the three minutes in the beginning. Yeah, like like cutting out <laughs> all of that, like really watching the movie, it was like around two hours. Alright, but honestly, if you do, like if you do pay attention to the movie and you do watch it, I do suggest you sit through. All of those like musical pieces. Yeah, it's part of the experience. It's part of the experience, and um, you need to be in a certain, um, I guess, self-reflective, introspective mood Mm -hmm. to be able to connect with the movie. I feel. Yeah, yeah, Um, it it, it is definitely a very grandiose movie. So I think you mentioned something about the soundtrack. Was there something you wanted to say about that? Um, I love the soundtrack. Yes. Um, at the beginning, the, the opening of that soundtrack, I, I don't recall the name of the soundtrack. Um, it's been parodied many times. You like, mean the opening, like, during the beginning of the movie? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, it, it's been parodied many times afterwards since I, the movie yes, has I aired. Agree. Yep. And I'm like, this is where it's from. Right, that's exactly where it's from. And, and I am upset that it has ruined the experience for me. I will say this much, there is a character named Hal. There is. And he has a theme song. He has. And when I heard that, that music, I was like, thinking about Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> or like any other like Olympic, like, you know, goal-reaching scene. No, no, no. Like, Period. no, the I... Hal's, no, Hal's theme song is very creepy. I will say it, it oh, establishes okay. the yes. mood. Okay, and there's an episode of SpongeBob. I don't know how familiar you are with SpongeBob. I'm not. I'm not. But most of people in our generation, I think, has yes, grown up are. with SpongeBob. Yes, and I have obviously not. I this is the first time we've both watched this movie, 2001: right. A Space Odyssey, made in like 1960 something. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this is the first time, and we made. I watched SpongeBob when I was, you know seven like nine years old you know uh-huh. and i didn't so obviously i you didn't did not, make but a connection. lot of people a lot of people age did did uh-huh. and there's an episode where it parodies 2001 a space Odyssey. oh really and it? i did not realize it until oh, no. i watched this movie two days ago and i was like oh my god uh, this is spongebob <laughs> recognize a parody and i was laughing but i was also amazed because like right. i remember watching that scene as as a kid and spongebob okay. parodies parodies it so they don't actually use the actual soundtrack right, right they right. like they recreate it in like right. a similar fashion okay and okay, i remember okay. being a kid and being so scared and creeped out by it right 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 and i it just stuck with me all these years and until and you that, watch this yeah movie. and now i finally know why because this is a it's a masterpiece. Right. And that's why. Because it's it's amazing how they created this movie. Okay, wait. So let's actually get to it. Like, how do you feel after you watch the movie? After I watched the movie, um, I enjoyed the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I honestly was amazed throughout. Because, like, okay, it's made in the 60s. Yes. I can see that. 
And it's obvious that it's an older movie, yes. even though I watched it in like the Blu-ray version. Okay. Um, but with you also know that there's no CGI, and mm. everything looks to me. It was way more convincing of what space travel and astronauts like sort of that experiences more than any other sci-fi movie made today with like. Billions of dollars in sci-fi budget, you know, okay. CGI budget. Okay. okay, it was super realistic, and I think it's because I read an article on it. Um, be afterwards, but basically, um, Stanley Kubrick, um, talked to all these scientists. They talked to NASA, mm-hmm. IBM, and he really did his his research, research on what future technology might look like. Right, and so that's why it was super sort of realistic super in terms realistic. of like. Right. Especially in the sound mis- mixing, mm-hmm. it really sort of showed how silent and scary that silence right. is in space right. can be. Right, and so it That's was a super very realistic good point. for yeah. me. Yeah, That's also the point I was going to bring up. Um, they there is a there are a lot. I I realize why they call this movie a space opera. Um, there are a lot of moments where it's just you know, like commonplace. Um, I guess workplace motions that these robots or these actors um, do, but they're like just accompanied by these dramatic, like opera soundtrack, and they set the tone for the movie, mm-hmm. and um, it does direct the audience toward a certain kind of mood. Yeah, and I think it's I. I, because I think like in in recent like YouTube years, you've seen all like videos of like you know like oh Spider Man without soundtrack, how does that look like? Or like you know <laughs> other movies without soundtrack, how does that look yeah. like? You know, I keep picturing how this how that movie would look without soundtrack, and I realize it's very commonplace, but I think it's very impressive how they 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 um combine those videos and like the soundtrack together to form mm. this kind of like a menuous like um dread yeah. of like what is going to happen in the yeah. movie it's just and really amazing it is and the, i have to say this movie aged very well mm-hmm. definitely um, i've never seen this movie before so it's not like jurassic park where i was like watching it when i was five and i watch it again when i'm like you know 22 and even like, though i would say jurassic park aged pretty well yeah, right, and I'll be like, oh, wow, like, this movie aged so well, you mm-hmm. know? I've never seen this movie before, and I'm just like, you know what? This movie does age really well. Yeah, like, and if, the, like if it was shot in, like, normal-day cameras, I would still have believed it right, as much. Right, 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 and I do, there are some parts where I nitpick at, I'm like, right, I'm not right. quite sure, especially with gravity, like, where they are. You know, like, they do try to play on that zero gravity kind of, like... Yeah, I, I know what you mean. So, yep. so, so at that point, I'm just, I'm confused. Like, you know, like, are they at gravity? Are they at zero gravity? But other than that, like, they, they, they capture mm-hmm. the progress of science very, very, very well. So that I'm not going to nitpick at. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the movie, I, <laughs> I felt a little confused. Um, it is a very like um, very grandiose, yeah, grandiose or movie. artistic movie, right? So you're supposed to. So I had to look at reviews at the end, and you know, you 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 are supposed to feel the way you feel, right? Yeah, it's your interpretation, of right? Which I find um, 
<laughs> a little unsatisfying. It's no Captain Marvel. I'll tell no, you that. No, no, no. You're not going to get. <laughs> you're not going to get the satisfactory answer that you want. There's always going to be debate、um, about the answer to this move to this film, and I don't think there is an answer.、Yeah. I don't think he has an answer to this film. It's really open ended, and that's what it's about. Right, and um, so you watch the movie. You, I'm, I'm amazed at. The scale this movie took on,、mm-hmm. and、um, for the first twenty minutes, I was a little amazed, a little shocked, a little confused about what I'm doing here watching <laughs>、yeah. this movie.、Yeah. But literally twenty minutes in, but like after that, you know, you're. I'm very you glad will, I watched this movie. Right, you will connect the points, and you will see、yeah. why this movie is、um, great and remembered. I'll like wrap this up real quick because we're almost hitting fifteen minutes. But like.、Um, I expected this to be like a campy '60s movie about yeah, space, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed、space、it so、terrors. much,、right. and it still connects to me. And I think it'll still connect to the audiences a hundred years ahead of us.、Right. And while like Ender's Game, like the movie will not, you know, right, 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 like science right. fiction movies today with CGI will not.、Mm-hmm. This movie will connect.、Um, and I'll say that much. Anything else you want to bring up?、Mm. Let me think.、Um, Yeah, no, I think it's a very ambitious movie. I think he、mm-hmm. accomplished what、yeah. he was going for. Yep,、Stand、I'm very、right. glad he made this movie to begin with. Yeah, I'm glad we watched it. Right, and I'm glad I had an excuse to watch it. Honestly, I would not watch this movie again. I, I, and I, I might watch this movie. Again. I won't because it is two and a half hours of my it life. It is long. It is long. Um, I'm very glad I had this experience. Um, I recommend it to everybody else who has not had this experience. Yes, I definitely watch definitely watch it at least once in your life. Right, and um, to those who appreciate it and will repeat it again, you know, props to them. Yeah. Um.、Uh, but th- I think this is a good note to end good on. Note. Um. So, it's March two thousand nineteen, and this wraps up. This month's episode、um, of Drink and Discuss, discuss and yeah, all right. Let's let's end this with how do you feel, Christine? How do I feel in terms of alcohol? Yes. You said before in the past one that you're a、uh, six. Yes. I'm pretty at like a five or six right now. Cool. I、um, would say I'm definitely like a little heavier. Um, I'm probably eight right now. Eight. That's high. That is high. That I'm. Is- All right, wait. I'm not. We we've had six drinks. Six drinks since um in five hours. So it's not. I too have bad. to know that Christine did not finish her drink for this. Okay,、session. look, look. I have like a tablespoon of beer right, left. Right, but、okay. I finished my. That's not a tablespoon. That's at least two. And you still have one tablespoon left, and you are finished. Okay. All right, I just finished my beer. All right. Thanks, Karen. You're、uh, welcome. <laughs> Now you're on the same level as me. Am I though? <laughs> you are. All right. This <laughs> we're at a pretty good level right now.、Okay. Um, no slurring that I detect as yet, but maybe in the edits I will detect some. Um, I think we might be. I've noticed that we、um, don't slur until we black out. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't slur very often, but I will、so. say this much. Um, in the beginning when we started reviewing、mm-hmm. with. Captain Marvel, we were speaking really fast. We were, we were. And then with the other, like even from the second review, we started speaking a lot slower. Okay, I think with Captain Marvel, we just had a lot to cover. Captain Marvel was just 
We, a we lot. Did, okay, we. It was a lot to unpack. We did want to unpack a lot, right. but it was, I think, probably our shortest review today. It was, but you know, like you know, we 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 were in a rush. We didn't know what we were getting into. Right, it was we a didn't test know. Run. It was a test run. If it bothered you, let us know, and we will do like a full <laughs> review on Captain yeah. Marvel. I mean, That's we'll be going back you. to our normal review schedule from now on, one movie at a time. Okay. But maybe we'll try to get a little more drunk. And like, if you really want to know about Captain Marvel, let us know, and we'll address Captain yes. Marvel for you. Yes, we will. We had a lot to talk about, and we definitely addressed more of our points after. Yeah, we, we talked ended the review. like Karen and I talked a little bit more about like the spoiler part of Captain Marvel, which、um. we did not reveal in this episode. But if you do want to let you know. Know what we thought. Just let us know, and then we'll maybe make an episode about it, right,、yeah. Christy? Yes, we will. All right, even be a, a beer and babble. Beer and babble, yes. But we never talk about spoilers. But you know, I don't mind. All right, so ask Christine. She's the rule maker of the house. <laughs> I'm the master of the house. She is. She's the master of the house. <laughs> All right, so. This wraps up today's episode of Drink and Discuss. If you would like to leave us a message, you can email us at drinkanddiscuss@gmail.com. That's drink, the letter N, and discuss at gmail.com. You can also find our、um, what we drank today during our anniversary episode on Instagram. I will post all the pictures.、Mm-hmm. Or we well, forgot to take the pictures for a lot of them, but we took the pictures of the bottles that we drank. I assure you,、from. we were drinking. <laughs> Um, so we, you can find that on our Instagram at Drink and Discuss. That's also Drink, the letter N, Discuss. This has been Christine Kim. My name is Karen Go. See you next time. Bye.